Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God, and we love being His children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So, that's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. And welcome very much, Odd Chris. Great to be with you again. Good to be Odd again. (laughs) Now, we want to get back to, I want to head back to... um, Episode thirty-two. Couple of couple of episodes ago, yep. we talked about angels. Angels. Why we don't see them anymore? Do you recall what what was going on there with that one? Yeah, I think it was something to do with the ark. Oh no, it was unicorns. <laughs> that was unicorns. Yeah. It's just funny. I've played that song to our grandkids what, several what times song? over the life. You know the the song about how the unicorns played around so much they didn't get on the ark. So that's why we don't have any today. Um, <laughs> Your life is a many varied weirdness. Yes. Um, carry on. Angels. Um, so I was thinking, angels. Yeah, angels did the same thing. But, All right, no. Because um, they don't have wings. And this is what we were yeah. talking about, the fact that angels actually shouldn't have wings, but they do. Yes. And I think this that's a, that's a great example of the, the whole idea that we look at church history in very small chunks through very narrow lenses, I think. <laughs> um, and so we miss often the big picture when it comes mm. to things like angels and, and spiritual beings. I'm <laughs> listening to another podcast at the moment which is talking about the whole idea, I mean the whole idea of dragons ah, in yes. the Bible, for instance. Yes, yes. Um, and the, the, the concepts behind it. And yeah. I, I think you know, when it comes to angels and seeing them and having them involved in our lives, I mm. think... You know, we've lost the concept somewhere yeah. along the way. Because we're looking for big things with wings that glow and we're basically looking yeah. for what is the same myth, it occurred to me, as the Tooth Fairy. Because the Tooth Fairy apparently has wings, played by The Rock uh, in the movie <laughs> Tooth Fairy. Um, yes. that, that, and that, but seriously, that's what we think of as angels, big, strong, with wings, you know. And yeah. so when angels, if angels are, are at work in your life every moment, you wouldn't know because you're looking for, yeah, you're looking for, Dwayne, you're looking for Dwayne Johnson with rings. Um, I want to continue that because something else really has struck me over the last few weeks and, and it is this. If we've Greekified, oh, I think was the term we used, um, but we, we've rewritten the Bible culturally over the interim yes. years to fit it into what we believe and to what else is around. What about the kingdom of God? Now, this strikes me as a bit of a problem because let me pose it to you like this. Is the kingdom of God actually a monarchy as we know it? Is it a kingdom with a king up on a throne and we talk about God on the throne and Jesus on the throne? And do we as servants of this king live by appointment, which I think we kind of do. But on the other hand, I kind of feel like the kingdom of God is more like a benevolent dictatorship where we have this being entity knowing, all-knowing, all-seeing, omni-everything and has our best interests at heart and we should jolly well listen to him. It's not a king. There won't be the passing of this king and the new one. We don't really, you know, God save the king and, you know, long live the king. And the king is position. It's not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all these things about being in a kingdom and having a king that I think – 
confound our understanding of who God actually is. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't agree more, actually. Um, and, and I think it's, it's part of this whole uh, the concept idea. I mean, yeah, it'd be good to talk perhaps in, a, in another podcast about the impact of the, mm. the, the Greekification. There <laughs> must be another word. Hellenization, I think, is probably more correct. Um, I, I like Helen. <laughs> um, I like Greeks too, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it changed our, our whole philosophy on mm-hmm. how we viewed things like body, soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We actually took on board Greek philosophy, which mm-hmm. is not included in the Bible, and changed how we understood the Bible through the lens of Greek philosophy, mm-hmm. which has done weird things to a, a lot of stuff. Interesting. And, and I think just on that point, it's what would happen, for example, imagine what would happen if we took on the Bible and looked at it through the eyes of Stephen Fry, which we did a couple of weeks yep. ago. I mean, he has a white Western world view and this is what God should do. And that's how he sees it, which is why he can't believe in that God. Yeah. But that's us coming up with the idea of God. What does God say about the idea of God? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, often God says, well, he says usually very simple things about himself. I think possibly we complicate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think about it, our history as white Western men yeah. um, is laced with kingdoms. Mm. And so we, ha- we look through history and we, we think we know what a kingdom is from history. Mm. That's diluted somewhat from, because our, our current situation is not a, a true kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in some ways... Uh, Western thinking, uh, the idea of a benevolent dictatorship mm. is exactly what a kingdom was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was somebody at the top who, um, to quote Lewis Carroll, could say, off with his head. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there was ultimate power there. Yeah. Um, but there was also a hierarchy in that kingdom. You know, they had barons and then dukes and, and so things, right. power was parceled out Mm. In a hierarchy, and I think um, the kingdom of God uh, in throughout the Bible goes to great pains to upend that hierarchy yeah. to show that the kingdom of God, as you as you have asked, <laughs> yes, is different. Yeah. So the first will be last, and the last will be first, and all that. So that, yeah. so the kingdom upside down. Mm. But that's not what God is. God no. is not at the bottom of this kingdom. No. God is not, God is not pushing his way up through all of this humanness. Um, God is above and on top of everything. And we find that hard to see because we've got King Charles and that's a king. And we've got King this and we've got King Fowl. We've got all these um, Arabic kings and we've got, yes. and then we've got King Jesus. Hang on a second. We've put them all on the same page, you know? Yeah. So my, my question is, do we ask people of, of this king, this God, do we need to say, sorry, buddy, sorry, Lord, sorry, even Lord. Lord yeah. doesn't help. What is he, a cricket ground? You know, but we have lords, you know, we have yes. all these lords. And they're dead. Let's be honest, we don't want them making all the decisions for us. So or we don't want to follow their rule either. Yeah. So is there another way that should we be looking at, as, as you say, as people of the 21st century, should we be looking at a 21st century way of understanding a God that doesn't lean on all of this old kingdom stuff? I think that would be a good thing to do. Um, Why can't we? 
Well, uh, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about uh, Jesus as Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he is a king above all kings. Right. And the, the Bible, I mean, because the Bible doesn't, I don't know whether you've noticed, doesn't often state things clearly mm-hmm. to, to the way, in the way that we would often like to hear it. Mm. But to me that implies that what, what we have as earthly kings and lords mm. is somehow only a shadow or a reflection or a partial representation mm. of what God is as king and lord, yeah. uh, which is why he is the king of kings. They, they will never measure up to his kingship. Yeah. Um, and I guess if, if we took away the whole idea of the trappings of the crowns and the yeah. scepters and the robes and the thrones, because yep. um, yeah, we talk about God sits on the throne, mm. but I bet he doesn't. No. Um, they're, they're metaphors to, to give us the idea that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all, all of that all stuff. Um, Om, Omni-everything. Yes, omni. Um, but we, we don't have anything now in an earthly context that is that. No. no not not even the internet. <laughs> it's close. It's close, yeah. And once it gets AI ambient, you know, sentience, then maybe, you know, that will come as close to an old, the old kingdoms yes. um, that we used to have where it's all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing. Uh, but even then, mm. it won't. No. It'll be stuck in time. Exactly. I was going to say that God's kingdom is out of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and perhaps that's the thing we can't comprehend. Mm. What does a kingdom look like when time has no meaning in it? Um, and I, I suspect a, a bit like... Um, as I'm discovering more and more as I study the Bible, that the, yeah. the Bible authors actually struggle quite a bit with ways to describe things that they don't understand. Yeah. Even yeah, the whole yeah. idea of, of order versus chaos. Mm. Uh, to describe chaos, mm. um, they came up with the idea of monsters. Yeah. Now, and, and where does God live? Above us, in the, yeah. in the clouds, uh, above the sky. And it, and it there, because yeah. when the Bible was written, they didn't have rockets and astronauts. But. Yeah, and I think I don't know mm. about, about you, but my my feeling of God is that He's now He's everywhere. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's a personification of perhaps a, another dimension where God walks beside me on a daily basis, mm. which is probably not what mm. have come to the mind of a of a it's... biblical scholar in the first century. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure that that helps me understand what a kingdom or, or, or understand this king yes king god yeah yeah i, um, I I'm, I'm starting to think it's, the more you say that it's sounding more and more like the internet <laughs> so god is not a king except that he's the king above all kings but the, the and and he's not in a kingdom and we're not in a kingdom by appointment so much but it's it's kind of the only way we kind of wrestle with explaining it and you just dropped a line before that i think actually sparked something for me you say that this is we are with god and the idea is that we walk along with god everywhere and anywhere and always and i wonder if perhaps the picture of the kingdom with the throne and the and all that sort of stuff gets blown away if we realize that what we're actually talking about, where God is, is a garden. Yes. Um, and that's that's a very good point. And the fact that he put us in that garden. With him. With him. And I don't know, I haven't 
can't claim to have sort of studied this at all. This is actually just a thought that's come to me, is that that there aren't any places, I think, in mm. the Bible where God asks us to call out to him using the honorific mm. king. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Father. Yep. Uh, Lord uh, as a reminder of his, but not as a personal, he doesn't, yeah. co- he doesn't ask us no. to come and abase ourselves before him to satisfy his urge for power, to humble ourselves before him, yes, to acknowledge the fact that he is indeed God. We do have to put him in the right spot. Mm. Yeah, and I think that – but we're allowed to call him daddy. Exactly. Even as he says, look, come and humble yourself before me because I'm your daddy. Yeah. Now, we're going to have to talk one day about how that's a terrible picture as well because dads suck. I'm a dad and I'm not good at it, you know. We oh, don't. That's not we what your do, kids tell me. <laughs> I bet they do. Uh, dads, dads on earth are not great. Kings on earth, not great. There isn't a picture that we have no. of God that is humanly understandable. And I think we're trying to fit it into all these things. So my question and the question I leave with everyone, I'd love to hear what you come up with, folks. Podcast at theoddfather.net. Send us an email if you come up with an answer to this one. Is there a better term that we can come up with that our human brains can start to play with for God? Mm. Uh, you know, my first in- instinct is to say no mm-hmm. because the reason that we u- use terms to mm-hmm. describe God is to try and fit him into a box of our choosing. <laughs> Okay, so if we come up with a term, it's only going to be so that we can contain God. Yeah. Is that what you're worried about? Um, okay. Well, uh, all right, can we come up with a term that does not put God in a box but allows us to understand him better? Him, her, it? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, oh, gosh, yes, that's... I, I, and and this, is, this is, I guess this is when we, when we come to God and we say, hello, I say, hello, Father, mm. hi, Father, how are you doing? What's up? You know, that sort of thing. It's that sort of, and we've talked about this before, what, you know, prayer, when it works, when it doesn't work. Prayer is a relationship. So it's, it's sitting down talking with God. And I wonder whether talking to God, we can refer to him as, you know, mighty garden walker. <laughs> Sounds very Star Wars. It does, doesn't it? it does. But that's, but that, I, you know, you, can you see what I'm trying? Yes. I'm trying to wrestle with this idea that when I'm with God praying and in that relationship, when we're chatting, we're walking in the garden together. Yes. He's not the king. He's walking beside yeah. me and with me and I get to be with him. In that, I mean, he's present, <laughs> isn't it? That's, he, yeah. Because uh, what you're present. describing yeah. is you, you don't, when, when you feel, when you sense God with you, mm-hmm. you, you don't sense the king. No. You probably don't even really sense the father. You just sense he's present. Yeah. And I think that's. That's God. God is our present, and that's He's referred to as our, our mm. help in present in dangers yeah. and all that. And when He is there, it's it's you're right. It's it's a presence, yeah. a warm, safe comfort. Even you know, yeah. And even He describes Himself, "I am, yeah, who I am, yeah." Even in the trenches, there is peace, mm. which is the most bizarre thing. So, I don't know. All right, I. L- l- yeah. Is that the same thing as there are no atheists in foxholes? There are no atheists in foxholes. That's why. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, we're going to leave that with you, folks. I, I don't know the answer. Chris, you, you don't... What do? What can we refer to God as? How can we name him, her, it? How can we name God in a way that actually says what God is without squishing him into human-sized boxes? Perhaps we could refer to God the same way he refers to us. Yeah. Beloved. That's good. Nice start. Bit mills and boom, but... (laughs) See what else you can come up with. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you drop us a line and send us your thoughts. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.